Well, welcome. Um, it's great to have you all here. As uh, Bernadette said, it's Mother's Day today. And uh, happy Mother's Day. And uh, it's not sunny outside, but that doesn't really matter. It's a great day. And uh, wow, it's exciting. And so let's pray before we start, will we? Okay, so... Thank you, Jesus, for another amazing day. We just thank you for, I thank you for the opportunity to be here and the opportunity to share the love that you have for me, for each and every one of us here. I thank you that we can gather together to encourage each other in this love that you have for us. I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and fill this room that it would come and make this word alive to each and every one of our hearts today. I pray that we would leave changed from the way we came in. I pray you'd enable me to speak in a way that we can hear and understand the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you're new, um, welcome. I may not have met you, and as I said, my name is Liz. I am um, Rob's wife, uh, Nathan and Megan's mother, Liam's grandmother, Joe Matson's future mother-in-law. Because he just proposed to my daughter three days ago. So I am soon to be another mother-in-law. I am the mother-in-law of a wonderful uh, woman who married my son uh, four years ago. Um, I am a, a sister, and I am also some other things. Um, I have been an immigrant to two different countries. I was a naturalized citizen in South Africa. Um, I became an occupational therapist. I am a wife. I have been a resident alien. Who else has been a resident alien? There are a few of us here. We are not unique. Isn't that fun? You can say you've been an alien. It's really cool. Um, who has been an immigrant to two countries? Oh, darn, I thought I was unique. Okay. So I've been a permanent resident. Um, I, have, uh, I am now an American citizen. Uh, what else have I been? Um, I'm a pastor's wife. Uh, I've been a friend. I hopefully still am a friend. I probably was a friend, not a friend, became a friend. I don't know. I've probably been an enemy. Um, probably still am an enemy. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I've, 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 how many other titles have I got? Like, how many titles have you got? Just think it through. Okay, you got any more than me? Have I beaten anybody else? I've probably got lots more titles than I, than I think I have. It's amazing if you think in your life, like how many titles do you own, you know? I've only been grandma once. Hopefully I'm going to be grandma many more times, but you never know. You can't, you can't uh, control those things. So I've got quite a few titles, kind of like the resident alien one. But anyway, um, it surprises a lot of people when I say I'm an immigrant. I love that one. Somebody's wailing on, you know, it's this whole thing. And I'm like, well, I'm an immigrant. I said, I've been an immigrant twice. It's really, love, I love that one. So all the titles that we hold 
Um, but today, I want to talk about one of the titles that has uh, really begun to uh, mean, has meant a lot to me over my life, but just recently brought new meaning again um, in, a, in a new and a powerful way to me. And that title is the fact that I am a child of God. I've known this for a long time, but just recently it, it has really begun to sink in uh, that I am a child of God. And in 1 John 3, um, in the New uh, in the Living Bible, um, we don't no normally read from this. Rob likes the Living, New Living Translation, but I like the version in the Living Bible. It says, See how very much our Heavenly Father loves us, for He allows us to be called His children. Think of it. And we really are. But since most people don't know God, naturally they don't understand that we're His children. Yes, dear friends, and that's all of you, we are already God's children right now, right now. Guess what? You're still a kid. Even though all the other kids are in there, you are still a kid. Isn't that fun? Yes. Okay. We're still kids. Um, and we can't even imagine what it's going to be like later on. But we do know this, that when he comes, we will be like him as a result of seeing him as he really is. And everyone who really believes this will try to stay pure because Christ is pure. And so today I want to talk about uh, the power of love. The fact that we are God's children. I am a child of God. My dad really loves me. Sorry, guys. He really loves me. But, you know, you are also a child of God, and your dad really loves you. We had a women's retreat the other day, and the woman during the retreat made us do this thing that I thought was kind of fun. And she said, you've got to say, um, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. And I thought, that's a little weird. And so we had to say it to each other. And so God loves you, but I'm his favorite. And then you tell me God loves you, but I'm his favorite. So of course, we all are his favorite. So it's the same kind of thing. I am a child of God, and my dad really loves me. And I guess I'm my dad's favorite. But you are a child of God. And you know what? Your dad really loves you. And you are his favorite. And so I have a video, because I love music and I love videos, and so I just love them. So I have a video that I want to show you to really bring home the fact that we are a child of God, and that comes with a huge amount of perks. So let's play the video. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song. Of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
You have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. child of God, if you could actually grasp that and let that sink in deep into your heart, deep, deep, like really deep, how deep, like deep, deep, like when it hurts deep. Like when you hear somebody say, 
you don't, whatever. You can't fill in the blank. You didn't fill in the blank. You'll never fill in the blank. You should have fill in the blank that deep. Or even worse, and this is what I really, really want to address today, more than what somebody else says, because, you know, in one way we can kind of blow them off, especially if you just don't live in the same place as them. Best thing ever. Just shut them off. Don't look at them. Don't take their phone calls, especially if you're in a different country. Much better. Um, but sometimes you can't do that, and sometimes you actually have to live in the same city, town, street, house. It's kind of hard. But even, even deeper than that, even deeper than that, to know the power of the fact that you are a child of God in those deep places, deep, deep. Did we say deep? We're going like tunneling deep. So even deeper than when you hear what they say, even deeper than that is what you say. Because what you say sometimes goes way deeper than what they say. When you are saying something about yourself, you can't shut them down. Go live in a different country than yourself. You can't even go live in a different house than yourself. You can't even go sleep in a different bedroom than yourself. Uh, you can't, like, you know, take a holiday from yourself because you are with yourself 24-7. And sometimes what you say about yourself hurts deeper than what they say about you. And so if we could grasp the fact that we are a child of God and the love of God is so powerful and so available to us 24-7. And that love of God comes with major perks. Major. And the love of God is not conditional. It doesn't matter what your performance review was last year, whether you get God's love or not. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how good a occupational therapist, mother, daughter, um, resident alien, um, uh, whatever I was, that doesn't determine how much of God's love I get. My prayer for us today is that well, God will allow me somehow in the amazing way that the Holy Spirit does it, allow me to say something that somehow or other, miraculously by the power of the Holy Spirit, speaks to each and every one of our hearts today that somehow you need to hear, that's going to go deep into your heart, that's going to find a spot that God is going to say, I love you. I love you. Especially on a day like today. Your identity does not rest on where you are in the hierarchy, position, family, situation of the physical place that you are in, in this world. That is not where you gain your identity. I, my name was Elizabeth June Davis, uh, Elizabeth June Campbell. It was that for 26 years. I have all kinds of paperwork that says that that was my name. 
I graduated from high school with that as my name. Guess what? That was my name. I graduated from college as an occupational therapist, as Elizabeth June Campbell. I am no longer Elizabeth June Campbell. But I had that was my identity for 26 years. I am now Elizabeth June Davis. But I'm the same person. Well, kind of not really. I, hopefully I've changed a little by then. I was a little arrogant back then. But, um, but I'm still... You know, that names and titles and, and places and, and things, they, they, that's not where you get your sense of who you are. And they change. And people's opinion of you change. And you make mistakes. And if you haven't, I can give you some of mine if you'd like them. <laughs> um, but we change. We, we, make, we get better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because, you know, I'm really glad we do. But we get better. We grow. We have kids. We get big families. We don't have kids. We have, we have good jobs. We have bad jobs. We have, we have, but, we, we, but one thing does not change. God loves us despite what we think of how we've done. And so I want to um, try to really bring that home today. And one of the things that has really helped me and that I want to um, really try to bring home today in a scripture in 1 John 4, and I will be, the scriptures come from the New Living Translation. So if you have a King James Version, which I think a lot of people do, the words might be slightly different, but the, the scriptures on the screen are from the um, New Living Translation. In 1 John 4, um, it says in verse uh, 16, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. That's you. And we're going deep. It, but this is the one that I love. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. This is the part that I really need, needed to hear. We don't have perfect love. We don't have everything we need to love perfectly. We don't even have what we need to love God perfectly. But as we stay in God's love, he allows us the ability to grow in that love and the ability to love him grows. And as we stay in God's love, he allows us to see ourselves as he sees us. And I want to jump forward to Mark 12, um, verse 28 and 29. I think the scripture that I have here is the second part. Uh, this Everybody knows the scripture. If you've been to Sunday school, which I hope you all did, and if you don't and you have kids, uh, please bring them so they can learn this, especially if they're preschoolers, because that's what I teach. Um, in the second verse here, it says, Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The second commandment of the ten. Remember those? But the first one, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. I was thinking about these, and I'm thinking about, I am a child of God. As I love God, my love grows. And then you think of the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, like everything that is in you. And then the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. How often do we get caught up on the second commandment? 
the third commandment, the fifth one, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lust after thy neighbor's larger house, bigger salary, house on the Cape. We get caught up on those ones, right? How many times do we to ourselves say to ourselves, I do not love well enough. I have not been good enough at this. I cannot, I, I am not, I do not, I have not. I can't forgive myself for what I did or didn't do. Or I am just not a good enough, whatever, fill in the blanks. We can't get over what we can't do, whatever, whatever it is. We've, we've messed up. We ourselves can't get over it. But we don't realize that all the other commandments, that how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to live. You, you, you read the scripture, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love is not prideful. Love doesn't this, love doesn't that. I, I mm, Rule me out, boy. I don't get like to the third one out. And I'm like, I, I just, yeah. I, I, you know, fail, fail. Sometimes I'm okay at some of them. If that person loves me back that way, you know, especially when my daughter just got engaged, I'm pretty good at a lot of them because I'm in a really good mood and I'm really happy and I'm, I'm pretty, probably really good at all of them. But on a bad day, you catch me, I'm not really good at a lot of them. Um, but, you know, we get caught up in those. But when you think about it, if we focus on the first commandment to love God, what does that mean? How do we get to that place where we love God? If we're so focused on trying to do all the other commandments, we don't have any energy left to go be with God. How do you get to know how much God loves you? When do we stop and put ourselves in the presence of God to hear from God how much he loves us? How do we accept the fact that God loves us no matter what we are. We've got to be able to let go of all the other stuff at some point in the day, week, year, month, and let today be one of those days if you can't do it at any other time. Because guess what? You're forced right now. You put yourself here. You've got to listen to me. So for the next 10 minutes, try God loves you despite yourself. There is nothing you can do to make him love you more. You can lose all the weight in the world, ladies. He is not going to love you more. You can earn all the millions in the world, gentlemen. He is not going to love you more. You can have the biggest company in Massachusetts, and he will not love you more. You can be made redundant tomorrow, and he will not love you less. You can have six companies, and he won't love you more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you more or to make him love you less. And what God is saying is, love me, come to me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, with everything that is in you, give that to me. Come to me with that, with whatever you have, your fears, your concerns, your lack of ability to do whatever it, you think it is. And he wants the fear of the future. 
your fear of your future, the fear of the future for your children, the fear of the future for your parents, the fear of the future for your country, the fear of the future for your fill-in-the-blank, whatever it is that consumes you in the middle of the night that you have no control over. You can't do anything about it. That's what he wants. You can't give to someone something that you don't have. If you don't love yourself in a bad situation, if you can't accept the fact that God actually likes you when you don't like yourself, it's very hard to love somebody else or even like somebody else or even be around somebody else who's hurt you. And what God is saying today is, I love you despite what's been done to you, despite what has you have done or not done. And God, when we are a child of God, we have fringe benefits that don't go away. God has the power, the love of God has the power to overcome anything if we go to him with it. And we don't need to go to him with the solution. Have you ever done that? God, I um, have a problem. I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. So could you just do this for me? And give him the solution that you'd like him to bless. I, I, yeah, you've done that. So um, I tried that once. Uh, didn't go so well because he gave me what I thought it wouldn't didn't work so well. So we need to go to him and say, I, I. Sometimes he knows our hearts better than we know our own, and it hurts really bad when he makes us wait. And even that pain is something to give him because he knows us so well. He knows the quirks about us. He knows the funny things about our personalities that other people don't really get. And he likes them. You know what? He made them. He doesn't need to read the owner's manual. He is the owner. He wrote the manual that we wish our husbands, spouses, friends, whatever, would read every day. <laughs> he made it. He doesn't need to read it. He knows you so well. He knows you better than you know yourself. And all he's asking is to come to him with all the quirks. And he says, I know you. I love you the way you are. Give it to me and I will show you. And he will let you see how valuable you are. Each and every one of you is essential, absolutely essential. You need to be in this church, right here in this church. If you're not here, we are in trouble because he needed, he put you here because he needs you here because he has things for you to do here. Wherever he puts you, he needs you to be in relationship with the people he puts you with. To him, you are precious absolutely precious. And when it says here in the scripture, in 1 John 3, we are God's children right now, right now. 
we can't even imagine what it's going to be like later on. We do know this, that when he comes, we will be like him as a result of seeing him as he really is. When we stand in the presence of God and everything is made perfect, when you stand in the power of the presence of God, things change because God is love and perfect love casts out fear. God is light. Darkness can't exist where there's light. When you run to your papa, when you run to your father, when you run to the one who made you, when you run to the one who loves you, who will put your arms around you, he loves you so much. When you go to him, fear, darkness, all those for that moment you're with him cannot be there. That's where you need to live, knowing that everything will be fine. He will be with you. He will walk with you. Like it said in that song, he parted the seas that you could walk through it. Whatever it is that he needs to part for you today, when you go to him and you lay it down and you give him your heart for that very second that you're with him, he can part it, he can hold your hand, and he can take you. So we're going to end now and go into worship. And my prayer is that as you do this, you're going to be able to this whole time in worship, because guess what? This is the one time you have to go before him and say, whatever word you want to use for him, God, Father, Papa, Abba, Daddy, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, whatever title you're comfortable with. Here's my heart. Let me feel your love. Because that's what he wants. He wants each and every one of you to know you are his favorite child. His heart is big enough to have every one of you be his favorite. Lord, I pray now that your kingdom would come. Your will would be done right here in this room. That your Holy Spirit would come, open our hearts, allow us to receive the ability to experience your love in a new way today. Help us to see that you can transform our hearts to receive your love. And as we see how much you love us, Lord, that it will change our hearts to love you back. And it will change the way we see ourselves, which will change the way that we see others, Lord that we even need your help to love you. Lord, help us as we worship to be changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your kingdom come in this room now, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.